Hello, everybody, and welcome to a fairly queer podcast with Sam and Jeremy, where we discuss and get into things that are fairly queer and try to discuss queer things fairly. So, Sam, we have a special edition, um, don't we, Sam? We sure do. So, you know, right now is quarantine. And we're trying to mix up the format sometimes. Last week, as you know, we had a special guest on. And this week, we thought we would try something a little bit different. So Jeremy had the idea of doing an Instagram Live where we record the podcast while answering questions and having audience interaction through Jeremy's Instagram page, which is handsome jeremy at instagram so this episode's going to be a little bit different than the usual ones that we have where it's jeremy and i talking to each other or with a special guest where there is going to be some familiar uh i was gonna say faces there ain't no faces except ours but familiar names some patreon subscribers uh having their questions answered and a little bit of uh, talk about some topics that have been on both of our minds while in quarantine. Yes. So I want to thank everyone who posted their questions, and I want to uh, thank especially the Patreon folks who put their questions in ahead of time. If we didn't, if we didn't get to them this week, I want to make sure we give extra time to them next time we record. And here we go. Let's try this wonderful hybridized live and recording sesh, shall we, Sam? Thank you so much for tuning in for a fairly weird, a fairly weird, weird, a fairly weird, a fairly weird podcast, a A fairly queer queer podcast. podcast. Um, And like I mentioned, uh, we... Uh, as we flesh out this sort of new concept where we have interaction from listeners, we will uh, see like maybe Instagram Live or Zoom. We're not really sure the direction we're going to go with this in the long term, but we love having interaction from listeners. It's a real fun way to sort of get everybody involved and make it a little bit more interactive. So we hope you enjoy. And without further ado, here's the episode. Are we recording? We are recording. Hi, everyone. Okay, so we're recording, and this is a fun, um, kind of a double feature because this um this uh episode is we're just gonna make it live and then if you like it you can listen to it and if you also like it hi meester um if you like it we are going to um have it available for repeated listening but we thought we'd kind of experiment with this right now we were just We'll do as we usually do. We'll open up, seeing how things are going. And then um, we will continue with um, uh, questions and answers and then the topic of the podcast. Um, So the way that we're doing this is sort of an experiment. 
but we wanted to just have a little bit more of an interactive episode this time because of quarantine. Also, it's just to mix things up. So um, we wanted to do this sort of question answer audience interaction thing, but give priority to our Patreon supporters, of course. So there we go. Excellent. So, so Jeremy, um, why don't you describe what we're uh, sort of talking about today and mm-hmm. what exactly we're doing? Because this was your brainchild. Yes. Uh, I actually realized that maybe people will be able to hear me better, at least if I put um, one of these in close to my... There we go. I'm just going to so people can hear, hear my microphone um, easier. So, yes. Um so Sam, what I what I know we talked about the other night was that um, it's very personal, which is also kind of a reason why I'm putting this up as a sort of extra layer of vulnerability. Honestly, is that um, this is sort of a timestamp episode. It's the fifth of May. Um, we have been in. Uh, most of us have been at a level of stay at home. Uh, for over a month now, six weeks, probably properly. Um, and uh, it's my grandmother's birthday today. She turned 85. I had to create, I had to build up the courage because sometimes we have really lovely conversations and thank the goddess she was in a great birthday mood today. Um, but also it's sort of like getting a, a kind of a psychic uh, dump because she is perpetually disappointed and or exasperated and frustrated with the rest of my family who um, she, we've kind of become estranged from in various ways. So, um, because Mother's Day is coming up as well, and uh, my mom and my grandmother, I think, are, are really kind of equal as mothers. My mom was there as a stay-at-home mom during the day, but my grandmother was very... Um, uh, fundamental in the 80s growing up when um, my mom needed help. Uh, and uh, that's the sort of Italian side of the family. So this, there's a lot of involvement with um, uh, raising kids as a group of women rather than just solo. But um, my grandmother is, uh, and I say this with a lot of love and respect, she's a battle axe. She, she, um, has had multiple surgeries. She's had cancer a couple of times, uh, and uh, she's battling like shoulder shoulder pain, a fibromyalgia, and being 85 and possibly looking at a shoulder replacement is no fun. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, so that's that was the beginning of my day. So I was like telling Sam, my tone feels uh, kind of like very focused, if not a little on the short side. I think it's because that's the way I have to deal with my family. I have to literally psychologically buffer myself because I love my grandmother dearly. Like she um, is wonderful, but she's not always the most positive person. Luckily, she spent a bit more time just catching up with me because we hadn't caught up in a while. But um, it is Cinco de Mayo and my grandmother's birthday. And my grandmother is very Christian, but she always likes to say she loves fives because she was born on 5-5-35 at 5 in the morning, which sounds kind of witchy to me. So that was the beginning of my day. So my tone, I know, is a little bit less um, 
it's a it's a little pointed, maybe is what I'm saying, Sam. So I apologize for any over overly pointed. Your tone seems very pointed right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, I understand. I mean, and it's sort of with quarantine and with all of the things that are going on right now, it's just sort of this pressure cooker and yeah. you, um, you know, it just, it take it, it brings out the worst in people, sometimes the best in people, but it's definitely like sort of a, a pressure cooker kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. But Jeremy, so, yes. we, we also, you had mentioned that one of the things that you were really struggling with was expressing your sexuality in these times. Um, yes. So, uh, which yes. I can totally understand. I mean, it's very difficult having sex with people when you're supposed to <laughs> be staying six feet apart. anyone right now. It's just like the tone. And this is part of like the, the, the thing. It's like spring is my favorite month. Spring is my, or spring is my favorite season. Like when I grew up in Pittsburgh, May and June were where all the big storms happened. Like it was where like, like we were getting outside and the picnics were happening. And you know, being in Pittsburgh, it's kind of rainy until May. You finally start getting real sun in various parts of the Northeast properly in May. But also the storms, again, are one of my favorite things about having grown up in Western Pennsylvania. All those big cold fronts coming across the country from the Rockies and having amazing storms. Storms are one of the things I miss the most. But I, I actually want to make a point that like, like there's something about the sexuality or the sensuality or the energy of storms that I kind of relate to like the nature of my uh, inner sexual and sensual and erotic dynamics. Right. I think I, I think I personally have found like sexuality to be a stormy topic because like I think for whatever we believe is like the the either the karma or the patterns we have. It's like oh it feels like feast or famine. It's like why does everyone find me sexy this month? And then it's like oh yeah Jeremy is just being ignored and feels. I feel like a wallflower. I feel like I feel ignored. Now, luckily, Sam, that was not happening last spring, as um, some of us may recall. <laughs> During Fairy Witch Camp, I I definitely felt some love, and it it it's very much kind of like a weird stabilizer for me. And the reason I open up with my grandmother and I open up with my mom and my grandmother and me is I think this is kind of an epigenetic thing. Right. Like if you don't grow up with um, your sexual expression as a healthy and in a healthy and balanced way, then like like flirting with people is something I love to do. But it's about like my most comfortable level of uh, erotic engagement. Yeah. So I. Um, so that's why I thought it'd be very uh, helpful and very you know, kind of cathartic for me to um, to use this as our focus topic. So I also want to welcome everyone again. I want to mention that this is um, a coordinated live on Instagram podcast. So if there are little moments of silence, it's because I may be looking at um, everyone who's joining us. Thank you, everyone who's on Instagram live joining us. I um, just want to, I'll say that periodically just so that um, folks are aware. Uh, third, 
the fourth tier, which is the 5550 Patreon level supporters, um, they have provided their questions on multiple communication venues. We have um, we have the Gmail questions, which we'll get to first because they're easiest to access. We will be right back, but also not really. We're just yeah. saying that because this is going to be where the break is in the episode. And and we're back, everyone. Welcome. I hope you are enjoying this Instagram live slash live recording. Of a fairly queer podcast. We're going to start in a unique format to uh, Facebook Live. I'm sorry, Facebook Live. It's not on Facebook Live. This is Instagram Live. My brain is in a very strange place today. Um, We're starting with Q&As on Instagram Live. Um, And so I want to start with Lisa. And so Lisa sent us a lovely email talking about their... Uh, quarantine habits um, and their inroads into the quarantine in uh, uh, the Netherlands in Am- in Amsterdam, I believe, but don't quote me. So I really, um, I really love the perspective, which is a difficult one right now. Where like uh, staying at home and quarantining is the primary. Um, is the primary uh, focus, but they have something called a, a smart, like a, a intelligent, core, a intelligent lockdown. So it's like go outside, but stay away from people. Like get your fresh air and get away from people. I've been struggling with that because I really want to get a bicycle, but also um, Lisa says Hilversum, but close to Amsterdam. Okay. Thank you, Lisa. So I really appreciate the intelligent lockdown idea. And I thank Lisa for getting into I live alone, so I really miss the physical contact and digital hugs really aren't the same. That is just totally true. Um, I think what I want to happen when we're actually able to get out is that there to be a whole live performance and, and um, getting together revolution where maybe we actually kind of very much lower our social screen time when possible. I think people will get into a habit of it, which is just how habits work. We have, this is six weeks in. Um, I already feel way too codependent with my phone right now. But um, I appreciate you putting these things together. It's a really strange that. time because yeah. even like, so as our audience may or may not know, I have been with my mother taking care of her during the quarantine. I just moved back to Pennsylvania to do that. And, you know, I still go grocery shopping and stuff. So I had to be careful. And like, I like, you know, like to hug my mother and kiss her forehead and all these things. But, you know, I'm very cautious about those things because the last thing you want to do is accidentally kill your, your accidentally kill your elderly, elderly family member. So it's just a strange feeling of like wanting to show affection to people that you love and care about, but knowing that it's just not in good taste right now. So I can understand that. Yes. Um, 
So thank you, Lisa. Um, I I just feel like there's I yesterday I was not having the best day, and I was like, I just don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear the name of it anymore. Speaking it, speaking about it, still gives it way too much power. Like we know what we need to do. Anyone who has that has their head and their brain in the How's right your circuitry. Head? Well, I certainly haven't had any complaints, and we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, but it's just like there's some days it's like I don't want to fucking hear its name, and the news just keeps on doing it, and then it, it kind of encourages the masses to just you know it's like the it's like the uh, the verbal or communication thing of the, like wringing your hands and like in this anxiety like calling it its name, calling it its name. This thing, when am I? It's like yes, I think there's some days where that's honestly most of what we may feel, but also words and speaking. Uh, have power people listen to us and then people think about what we're talking about so on a very logistical level like I think there's some days we should not mention it not speak its name and just find a different find different topics and find different um, uh, things that we want you know like as a witch to me everything is a yes what you're talking about is what you're saying yes to what we want to focus on and the you like there's been a couple of days where I'm like, I just don't want to hear about it. It's not that I, we know, we know it, it's there. We know that there's a lot of struggles going on right now. But um, I think that's maybe a little bit of more of my, uh, my issue. I'm going to look and make sure that Kimberly, I, uh, Kimberly in the comment, in the comment section says, it's interesting how before we spend so much time on the phone and now even more so, I feel like, I took physical contact and community for granted. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that being in this position, you recognize how, I, I mean, I feel like taking it for granted sort of denotes a certain thing of like, oh my God, you have to be grateful for everything at all times of day. It sort of like puts a lot of pressure on. So I don't necessarily like that terminology, but what I will say yeah. is that like, it's gives you recognition for like how, good things have been for such a long time just you know i feel like the economy has been good people have been doing well unemployment has been like at an all-time low and now it's sort of just like the instability like it's sort of like everything was kind of a house of cards and it just took one thing well happening welcome to, sort to of a lot of isms you know ism so, yeah. you're talking about any ism you're talking about house of cards and the only reason a lot of these things stay in place is because people give them power and it's their belief systems. We, uh, I mean, however long we're far along we are in our life, we know that belief systems change. Like you can say, you know, I can say, I don't believe in astrology anymore. I think it had some sort of function with the Mayans and the Sumerians and the Egyptians. And there's something about the procession of the equinoxes, which is scientific, and there's ways of following the seasons that I think are very witchy and very powerful and spiritual. But like, like Cosmo horoscopes, I don't believe in it. People making important decisions based on astrology, I don't believe in it. Some people would actually maybe get um, offended by that because they put a lot of their beliefs and their determinations and their decision making based on something like astrology. Which is not, say, the same way that I'm more and more strongly arguing in my own mind and around me for, like, sound healing being very valid, having 
ever-increasing scientific evidence. So there's things like that. Belief systems are real. I mean, people are healed by the placebo effect. There are records of it. So I think that's the. This is dealing with the question of the power we give things by what we are, by what we are um, chewing on and talking about and speaking. Which is why I just don't have a lot of time or interest in shoving my ears and my eyes full of mainstream news. Absolutely. Yeah. I just so. Don't. I'm done. Uh, the only Golden Lasky who actually she has a question that we need to answer from the email. She says, yes, it's important to take a break from all the chaos going on. Yeah, I agree. I think it's difficult because it's on the news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And also everything that we do sort of reminds us about what's happening. But I definitely agree. Um, it's important to find ways to take your mind out of it and sort of create a sense of stability and routine in your life um, and have sort of things that can simulate the ways in which we used to uh, live our lives, whether that's, you know, maybe you used to go to work nine to five and you've been laid off or something. Um, I think, and you know, I can't say that I have been doing this, but I certainly know that when I create uh, sort of a list of things to do and keep myself busy rather than being extremely sedentary, I feel better overall. I just want to, I want to give Gael um, one moment because uh, they are also in, uh, oh, certainly. in the Netherlands and it's late there. Oh, that makes so, sense. Um, and, what, and what they wrote um, has exactly to do with um, what we're talking about right at this moment. Perfect. So, Gael, I hope I say that right, because that seems to be the, that would be a Dutch Teutonic Gael. It's such a pretty name. Thank you. And I know you have been in the Patreon family. So if you Thanks, see Patreon this, fam. you. So um, I love that Gael starts out with, they're a young gender floral person in Amsterdam. Yes. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Um, so there's some wonderful things that I definitely relate to. And because we're talking about quarantine uh, in the Q&A, um, I love the idea of creating like uh, a constellation. So this trinity that Gail has of mind, body, and soul. Doing uh, like really scheduling hobbies and productive things. Um, take, doing online classes. I love that. Oh, and Gael is taking a Harvard course on 18th century opera. Boom! Yay! Um, and that's awesome. Yeah, I'm taking Berkeley uh, School of Music in Boston online courses, and I'm doing music production because I need to have some idea what we're doing when we do the stage at shows, uh, Alaska and I. And um, music and wellness is a sort of balance of those sound healing uh, certificate courses I'm taking right now. So it, it, I do feel like I'm working and I feel really good about working. I'm one of those people more and more that if like, I don't have enough of like a schedule and enough of something that I'm, I'm working on, whether it's for something specifically or not, I tend to get my anxiety and depressive buttons start going off. Yeah. And again, I'm, I really like what people are saying about like watching their screen time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. like that, that theming a day is really important too. I love what they're saying about theming a day. 
Yeah, very important. Um, I feel like it's just, you know, because we're all trying to find alternatives on how to interact with each other and interact with their world without going out and self-quarantining and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but it is important to sort of recognize and uh, when you are having a little bit too much screen time because you don't want this quarantine to sort of spin into an addiction later on when this is all said and done. So I agree. It's very important to monitor those things. Yes. And I got a beautiful picture of Egyptian geese. Oh, yeah. Those geese were cute. From uh, from Gael's area. And they are gorgeous. And I love that Gael ended with nature doesn't stop moving. It's also one of the things that I really, really miss. I really miss nature. I like that's why I'm considering it's like I think in the next month or so um, because um, I am um, I'm needing to move a little bit more. I work out almost every day or at least every other day um, that I um, may really like the bike may be a good idea. Yeah. And so, um, yes, let's head back in to Golden Lasky's comment. Pew, pew, pew! Oh, so the, uh, their question is, on the last episode uh, from last week, uh, I mentioned a sequence of numbers that vibrates and achieves a certain uh, or a specific purpose. So there's something called the Gravavoy method um, maybe it's sound healing or sound technique, then only golden, you're here. So maybe you can clarify. Um, I don't have any experience with um, the technique, but what I am learning from one of the most mind-blowing uh, sound healing courses that I've taken, the very first one, is that like um, sound, sound works in like the different numerical sequences, especially multiplication and exponentiation or like square roots. So when you're dealing with octaves, the like this is one example. If something's at like 111 hertz, an octave up is 222 hertz, and then the next octave is 333 hertz. Or it go, goes 111, 222, 444, right? So all of these different proportions have specific musical um, uh, intervals attach them. What the other thing I think I was talking about, though, is something I think which is called the Fibonacci sequence. It's what creates the snail, the spiraling curve that goes out and out and out because it's very graceful, right? And so it's an additive sequence of 1, 1, 2, 3, 5, 8, 13, 21, right? You just add the number before it and then it keeps on moving. And that's where we get some of these really graceful visual patterns, these sacred geometry patterns. And that stuff just like blows me up and turns me on so much because like that's the sort of mixture of science and spirituality, like metaphysics, that's what I call it. It's like something that's beyond like the material scientific laws, but we know affects us because we see it around in nature all the time. So thank you, Golden Lasky. That was a wonderful question. We thank you for your support anywhere and everywhere. And Janina, you are staying with your parents. So I hope you are soaking up beautiful German nature. Um, I miss German nature. I miss all sorts of nature. So I please soak in some beautiful full moon 
um, evening energies for yourself and for all you love. Happy full moon, everyone, on this Tuesday, um, May 5th. I might be wrong, but I think we're at least very close to the full moon. Mm. All right. So um, if anyone has questions now from the Instagram Live, why don't we spend another five minutes at least? Um, and please, I know we're a little delayed, so we'll give it a moment. I'd like to well, uh, welcome uh, William, Billy Botox, as I've known them. Um, please, at, let's uh, get some questions. Hi, Ryan. I just wanted, I wanted to go directly and put people in our time capsule here. Ryan McKelvey is a dear friend in Pittsburgh, a wonderful performance artist um, who does wacky performance drag and is brilliant. So I want to recognize uh, Ryan, my dear beloved babe. Um, yay, Janina says, it is shining through my window right now. Oh, I'm so glad. Ryan has confirmed that Thursday will be our full moon. Probably why I already feel feeling special feelings. Full moons, full moon in Scorpio, whatever that means to everyone. Oh, Isabella just put on a question. Thank you so much. Isabella and I have been having some wonderful chats and conversations. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Uh, I know that Isabella is a violist in Canada, I believe the Toronto area, and has been very supportive of the sound healing journey, and we've been talking about that a little bit. So thank you. Uh, Isabella's question is, what do you think about remote collaboration? Do you think that this time will change our creativity. For me, it's been a mixed bag, but a wonderful creative challenge. Um, I do hope that it will be a continued stream because it's something we're getting used to now. And I think it's something, especially older generations and people who prefer to use as little technology as possible, one definition, uh, one name for that kind of a person who's light to nil on technology would be a Luddite. I can look that up on the dictionary, but for Luddites and the rest of us, um, I think if I think we have to choose the level, um, if it's successful, if it's monetarily and logistically worth it and successful, yes. Like I'm always happy to do these things because one, um, I'm such a, a a live over technology person that like as much as like I've gotten used to these sorts of things and I like doing Instagram lives. It's not my preferred method. Mm. Um, and the reality, and this is a deep dive, and this is, this. I don't mean to sound um, explicitly shady, but it is, it is less um, psychically stressful to be there for more people electronically. Yeah, definitely. I just know this from, from the very psychically stressful um, world of meet and greets. And that's just the reality of it. Hi, Burn, and hi, Mockingay. Hello. Hello, everyone. We're finishing up Q&A from uh, the Instagram Live. So if you have a question, please put it up. So I, so I want to end my section for that, for Isabella's question, with like, yeah, if it's fruitful, if it's fun, if it, if it helps, um, I'd say, sure. It's now something we're getting used to. But it doesn't have to stay a a a, an, a, a higher priority um, thing uh, if it's not where our heart is. So um, 
I want to take that little lag in the time. I'm really but... having a hard time balancing this phone. Hold on. There we go. Ah. Well, we're having hard times balancing things. Um, while I'm looking for the last couple of questions, um, I will just say that, like, yeah, um, we're all dealing with privacy and scheduling issues here. There we go. Uh, the lady of the house has a very busy podcast and interview schedule. So we have to try to do our best and be patient about, like, when schedules change. Like, I wasn't sure how long her meeting would be, so I just wanted to make sure that everyone had enough time to, like, shake it off and, like, get showers and do noisy things before we did this. So it's just, like, we have to be patient with one another and just, like, let each other know when things are happening. And if it's not working out, then we have to create a, a, a better schedule so there's no doubt or no... Um, communication is key. If yeah, you don't have communication, really then you'll, you'll start to have territory battles. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, uh, Lisa, uh, what do you mean when you say people are questioning if they should? Should what? Yeah, maybe I'm trying. I'll look back. Uh, while we're waiting for that, Miss Golden Lasky says... The grava blah blah blah. I can't pronounce that word. Grava The the grava boy. Grava boy method is based on sequences of numbers that you can recite or put on repeat to listen to that sequence, and it opens your mind to certain topics. Each sequence has a specific purpose. That sounds like a more of a you thing, Jeremy. Yeah, and that just gets back to like basically sound. Sound has um, real sonic uh, consequences from multiplication tables, from additive sequences, right? Like exponentiation, square roots. Uh, what's the other one that's uh, square roots and cubic roots? So, like math, math and music is the way that sound, that sound works with with math and it also has to do with like the order or disorder of sound and the organization of sound and that and that's like part of like my deep music theory nerd like nerdiness which i completely own and i completely um am proud of i think that's both the magic and the science and the miracle and the future in in realizing how much sound affects us like uh. i i do not like big cities anymore. I do not like, I do not really want to live in big cities anymore because I think the level of, of, of corporeal, of bodily chaos from all the sounds and all the people worrying and hustling and all of that, like starting to get to me. This is a very big reason why I think we, we see along, along generations that people um, move away from the city. That city that young people under 40, especially, can handle the city and the the hustle better than older people because we just get exhausted or um, it doesn't hold a lot of thrill or mystery for us anymore. Or it's just, I want to be with trees. I want to be with uh, oceans or, or streams and lakes and rivers. And uh, that's a very important health and lifestyle choice we all have to make so, so lisa that's... lisa has quite i can't talk today jesus christ jesus christmas crackers uh lisa jensen uh has clarified and she was talking about um the fact that there is a lot of expectation for artists to put out free content for yeah. people 
when they aren't able to do live shows, which, as you know, is uh, really like, you know, in terms of recording artists today, they mostly make their money either A, through like brand deals or B, through live concerts. Yeah. So she wants to know your opinion and I guess by extension, my opinion, even though I'm not an uh, artist of that kind um, mm-hmm. on the on like the fairness and expectations to share stuff for free yes um now my experience with this is that drag queens will do some things for free but if we know anything ah uh, sam <laughs> great way to elevate it oh anyhow um i watched the Met gala I am making very specific and cautious choices about who I'm giving money to because, like, I am an opera queen. I love opera so much. I was talking to Sam about, like, just maybe starting an opera podcast because that is one of the things that has been getting me through this time. However, like, I have this... I want to hear the perspectives of what the singers are going through. I I want to support the singers. I want to support the infrastructure of opera. Now, opera is controversial because some people find it a very a very um, imperialist, colonialist form. This is uh, we can talk about that on a different podcast or my own podcast. That being what it may, as a musical art form, I find it very powerful, very witchy, and I want to support the singers and the and the people who put the opera together. But it, it is a measure of our society. When you're talking about like not having trust in things um, that I, I just don't know um, how to trust that things are getting directly to the people who need them right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. I think that is a that big That transparency issue. is what my concern about giving money to the Metropolitan Opera or um, even some humanitarian thing like I have I have a, an impulse that I needed to be as direct to people. Like what I did today for the day of giving is I gave to um, the tech director of the uh, of the venue in San Francisco, Alaska, and I do our cabarets in. When I used to live in San Francisco, like Oasis was a very important venue. We know Hecklina, we know Darcy, we know the servers and the bartenders and Kim. Um, used to be on staff at Oasis. So that's kind of a family Who's business. Kim? And I know Kim Burley, who was on. Oh, okay. I don't know. Kim, if you're still there, say hi. Um, but Kim is a drag queen and um, part was part of the Hecklina and Oasis family. So I gave Sophia, the tech director, money because she saved our ass. She's one of the kindest, most um, supportive tech people we have in uh, this corner of of drag cabaret and live entertainment rue girl or not yeah Um, so like i know that she would appreciate it i know her directly and sometimes we do have to take risks and be like i just feel you should have this money that is the new economy that's an elevated consciousness of money in our economy which i really am very passionate that that stays and we don't just go and or accept the same economic bullshit because it's just not working enough for people. I don't even want to get into the fiasco about people getting money from the government right now. But we know that the economy has to has to change. And, so I think um, to sort I of maybe end it there. 
we'll get to my i'd like to give my two cents if i if i may um so yeah um i think that there is a certain expectation to sort of put out free content especially in situations like this and i also think that there's um it's kind of this idea within the arts especially within the pop arts that people are so loaded that they should be making like charitable contributions to art um for people in crisis and i i agree with that to an extent i think it is good i was kind of bummed when lady gaga decided to hold back her album for that reason i'm not going to get into that because it's kind of divisive i know that probably i mean i'm a fan of her but i don't want to also get into it because it can be upsetting to some people controversy around the world health organization as well all these really big these really big organizations that have the power to do a lot but as you're saying yeah, so I feel like a lot of people, because they feel, especially now with the internet, that these celebrities and artists are much more accessible. There is an expectation to sort of be like, here's some, here, you know, give a dog a bone. Yeah. Um, now, I know that a lot of our listeners are definitely into the Dragoons, and with them, I actually feel like the shift has been pretty good, where a lot of drag artists do put out free content mm-hmm. on YouTube and music that you can do through Spotify and stuff, and then there's been sort of this space through things like Stage It in order to do shows, because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, especially for uh, smaller, more boutique artists, um, like drag performance drag performers you know that is how they make their money they make their right. life, money through live gigs so i think that there can be a balance there can be a balance yeah. of like hey yeah i mean i i have an, an album ready so I'll, I'll put it out because people need something to take their mind off stuff i think that's totally fine and i think what jeremy was saying if you're being transparent with your audience about why you're doing things and then saying like hey i do need to make money but like here's something that i have ready for you then that's right. super awesome i think my issue like not to like get back to the Gaga thing with the Gaga thing is that I didn't think that her reason for why she wasn't putting it out was sincere. I wish mm-hmm. she had just said, Hey, like I wanted to do all these music videos and like do a tour and do all these things. And I just can't do that during a quarantine. So I'm going to hold back yeah. the album for that reason. Yeah. Uh, that would have been better. And I think it would have sat better with her fans if she was just like, Hey, like I really like had higher expectations for like the media that I was going to allow to happen with this stuff that I'm putting out. And that's yeah. why I'm holding it back. But, I mean, yeah, yeah, there's definitely a balance. Uh, So there you go. Yeah. All right. I think we have have close to 15 minutes before I think the live will go off. Yeah. So I want to get to our topic. And maybe maybe it it is kind of appropriate as an epilogue or like a a wrap-up. But the last thing I want to say before we transition into our final focus topic is that, like, we have to be very real and very reflective about um, exchange culture. There's many ways to get a just and equitable, fair exchange. Um, And and it is our responsibility to be very aware of when we are asking or thinking something should be free, especially right now with a lot of economic upheaval. In the business world, you give away freebies to get people into your world, into your business, into your, you do samples. There's food samples, there's makeup samples, there's um, a free sound healing meditation. There's things like that, but asking for things for free, it is well known that if people get used to ask getting things for free, they don't take the material 
they don't necessarily respect the material. It's like getting becoming spoiled. So yeah. if there's something you feel spoiled at, um, then we need to we need to call ourselves out for that and really like put money into the things we want to see continue in the world and in our lives now and continuing. Which is why we're start we're we're charging you all for being in this Instagram live now. No, oh, I'm, jo- I'm joking. Bro, 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 bro. I'm joking. Bro, bro, I'm joking. It's free. Yeah. It's free. This podcast is free. It is free. Oh my god. <laughs> all right. I think we have like twelve. 12 minutes. Um, uh, So um, the topic we wanted to kind of deal with is like um, the state of personal sexuality, sensuality, sensuality, sexual, self-reflecting on sexual health. So Sam, you asked me, you asked me towards the beginning of the uh, podcast, like, well, what am I doing? Well, yeah. I supported a local uh, queer business in Texas by ordering a, a bottle of double Scorpio poppers. Hooray. I've never, I don't think I've ever properly bought a bottle of poppers. And I don't know how many uh, male bodied or, or uh, various people who identify as queer male in some sense here. We tend to have a lot of very lovely ladies and unicorns, otherwise gendered folks. But um, it's just one part of the thing. I really Women think I can do poppers. I know, but I wish I knew what it did for them. Well, it just I don't know. Does that, does any, has any I think what Jeremy is trying to allude to is that it's easier to take things in your butt with you when you do poppers. Right. But regardless like of that, sense. like it gives you like a momentary euphoric. I'm not like saying oh, oh everyone should go here. to poppers. But, I mean, yeah, anyone can do poppers. It's just like Dakota, you sniff them and it's fun. Yeah, maybe Dakota can put it in their comment um, because we're talking about sexual health. We're talking about yeah. reflecting on sexual health and um, balance. And, I mean, I just think of the, the like, the controversy is, oh, are you going to break quarantine for trade? Are you going to break quarantine for work? The answer is no. Or for sex work, or for uh, body work. Are you? Are people breaking quarantine um, because there's a lot? There's just hyper stigma and hyper shame around that, and it's people's decisions at the end of the day. Like, do am I? Have I hung out with a lot of my queer elders in the recent past? Embarrassingly, not really. Do I know or hang out with a lot of queer elders over 60? I know a few who I love dearly, but I don't hang out with them. So do I feel like if I broke quarantine for either trade or massage or body work or something else, then I'm putting people at risk at the end you of the are. day? No. Well, you are, though. Because, but that's the thing, right. Because it's a, it's, a, it's a domino store? effect. Right. But what if I'm going to the grocery store and, like, you know, I have a weird sneeze even though I'm wearing a a mask? These are the things we have to work. But, Sam, I do want to point out that, like, you're quick to say no. And there's other people who that's not, that's not, that's maybe on the, that's, some people think that's hyper, that that's borderline hypochondriac. I disagree, though. I mean, I feel like, I mean, I've said this before in terms of, like, people having unsafe sex as well. And this might be a controversial statement, but I do not need a penis in my butt so badly that I'm willing to risk the health of myself or my partner. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like the same situation with this, although we're not dealing with that. We're just dealing with like too much exposure. And the reality is if someone is willing to break quarantine to get a penis in their butt or vice versa, 
um, then you don't know what, like, it's different if, like, you're just having sex with, like, your partner. But if you're right. going if out you're to have sex together, with, that's like, a different story. with someone for fun, like on Grinder, you don't know how many partners they're having or their state or if they're asymptomatic. Right. And then right. like Jeremy, I'm not, I'm not, I know that you're not doing this. So this isn't yeah. me saying this to throw you under the bus. But like, can you imagine if you went out, contracted COVID, came back, is asymptomatic, and then you gave it to Justin? That'd right. be such a bummer. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just not worth it. And I understand people's frustration, but this is why, like, you know, it's a testament to um, our privilege in society about right. having so much access to everything, including sex. Right. Like, and that go back to the free thing. How many free things do you want before you want to? Do you want to commit to someone's? brand or, a, or or sound healing or, or yeah. massage or, or some kind of consultation we have to we have to get ourselves off the off the nipple of 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 privilege and entitlement and so getting things for free I just want to shove but, in my two cents about how I've been uh, having like my sexual health during quarantine please and what I have been and I, I'm not saying that like I have been doing a good job but the things that I have been doing is like things that like I would attribute to extreme vanity where it's mm. like, you know, I would shave my face and I'd like, you know, make myself like look really pretty. And then I get granted, I've lost a ton of weight since quarantine. So I'm not looking as chipper as I used to when I worked out every day, but like, just like enjoying my own body, whether it's just like looking at myself or touching myself, you know, like there's, I, I get it. Like it sucks not to be able to have like, a partner but let's remember like gay people were persecuted for hundreds of years imagine how hard it was to go out and get blasted in the ass did back then you know it's just yeah. like you gotta like you know just try to enjoy in the privacy of your own house your own fabulous body and turn you, you can turn yourself on yeah. you know pour yourself a glass of chartreuse get in the bathtub with some with two candles and one thing led to another and bam one thing or two things but no so it's true it's like finding candles. right whether we have to schedule it or just just you know take an extra long shower or a bath and that also qualifies as i believe in my own sexy worthiness time yeah and i mean i will admit i have i i have no toys right now i'll have, I have to send you something no Oh, that's so that's that's so sweet. I mean, I I would rather buy one because these people. Yeah. I mean, I imagine. I hope that the that the sex toy business is having a real renaissance right now. Yeah, they're that, doing pretty good. I <laughs> when the stimulus when the stimulus checks came out, that. I heard that I uh, so. it was pretty pretty positive. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, hand, well, before I mean, we wrap you're getting up, handsy with yourself, and and also I agree, Sam. There's something about us being able to yeah. face looking in the mirror and like working on how we believe that we are desirable and attractive, and it, that it doesn't depend on anything from the outside. I really struggle with that. Yeah. So I think if we can all if we can all encourage each other as sincerely and yeah. as respectfully as possible, that like. We that it 
it is one of the most interhuman or interpersonal things, our sexuality, but it still starts with a self, uh, healthy self-worth. It starts, it starts from the center, being ourselves outward. Kimberly, I have not had any trade hitting me up um, because I'm not on any dating websites currently. Oh, get off off the apps. That is one thing. I have not been on that app since like February, March even. The minute, I mean, the last time I was on the app was when I was having birthday with Alaska in Puerto Vallarta. That's the last time I was on the app. Um, also, Titty, Titty Rose, Titsy Rose, sorry, Titty Rose. That's my old, that's my old housemate, Kathy. Um, she says that it's time to start thinking of sex beyond penetration, and I agree. It's like a lot of sex, yeah. a lot of, a lot of sex, if we're looking at it like a psychological sense of things that we need, it's sort of like this, uh, this need to, to feel desired, and then you yes. have sex, and then that validates that desire. Yes. Um, so maybe it's time to start thinking about how much we desire ourselves. Yeah. Because, honey, I'm a fucking beautiful unicorn. Yes. And yeah. you know, some days I do feel that way. Especially under this lighting, y'all. Under this and this chandelier overhead lighting. Everything that I want to go away just goes away. And the cheekbones are lit. Um, but we only have a couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, Let's finish off with a couple of these questions from the comment section and then sign off, maybe? How's that sound? Or, you know, I just want to show everyone appreciation for absolutely as we're doing this hybrid thing. Um, and and we haven't we, this is just the beginning. Maybe we'll have to follow up on more things. Yeah. Have, so I'll just say if you have if you have things that you want to bring up, definitely email us at a really queer podcast, a f a e r i l y queer podcast at gmail. I'll have Jeremy. Um post it on the inst- on his Instagram the exact spelling yeah. and the hashtag yeah um and um I mean it's the merry month of May if anyone gets this story and they w- and they want to make an invitation for some um some whatsapp or some uh, non-encrypted or whatever it is some whatsapp or some telegram sexy time fine let's talk about it I mean because no, like I, I've, I've like peeked into like the nudies. I have peeked into these like yeah. everyone sending each other videos thing, and I'm not ready for quite all of that right now. Uh-huh. Like WhatsApp orgies is cute, but also uh, like, I don't know. About we, all haven't that. Even, we haven't even we haven't even gone the full thing about sex addiction. I don't think I'm quite ready for a WhatsApp orgy. Yeah. All right, I think we have a minute, Sam. Oh, we have two minutes remaining. They give us this time. This is really great. Sam, tell us about where we can find you for trading. Dude, pictures. you can find me um, so many places. Okay. Um, you I can find me at Instagram at Nuke Moth. Please send me messages about how much you love seeing my beautiful face on Instagram Live. Send me questions. Send me comments. Send me concerns. Um, if you want to send us money, you can do it on, uh, Jeremy's Patreon. Yes, handsome Jeremy Patreon. There's lots of fun things. You get questions yeah. answered. You get tarot or an astrology reading. You of get that so much things. So many yes. things. So little time. Uh, you can find my gear, which, you know, limited selection right now because it's difficult to get stuff from vendors because of yes. craziness. But 
If you're interested in some sexy leather gear, check me out ramshine.com and it will redirect you to my Etsy page. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, blah, 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 blah. You can find me on X2, but it's going to be hard and I'm not going to tell you what my name is there. Oh. So good luck. Well, um, in our 50 seconds remaining, I have no X2. I, have, I don't like having naked things, my naked stuff on the interweb. But you can ask me if you want to invite me to a sexy time. Fine. We'll see how we feel about it. We'll see how we feel about it. Jeremy I'm 13. handsome Jeremy at Instagram. I am Orphic Apollo seven 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 on Twitter. You can we can do Twitter flirting. I love to flirt. Um, let's see. I also have um, we talked about the Patreon and um, handsome Jeremy musical oracle on Facebook. We are at less than twenty. So thank you, Sam. Thank you, everyone who's here. Say hello. Drop into the DMs, and we will continue this next time on a fairly queer podcast. <laughs>